Hello and welcome to this special episode of Research Goes Viral. My name is Stephen Devlin. I am a PhD researcher here at the CVR. Uh, my pronouns are he, him. And today with my two wonderful guests here, uh, we're going to be discussing um, LGBTQIA plus scientists from the past, uh, our thoughts about scientists from the past and how they relate to LGBTQIA matters um, and just having a general roundtable discussion about how uh, the, the LGBTQIA history, seeing as it is LGBTQIA history month, um, impacts on us today. So uh, before we get into that, though, we're we just going to go around the table and introduce ourselves. Um, so it'd be great if we could get your name, what you do here, and then pronouns and maybe a little bit about yourself. Okay. So we'll start with alphabetical order. Hi, I'm Anna Sims. I'm a PhD student here at the CBR and I work mostly on flu. Um, my pronouns are she, her. Uh, yeah, I'm just vibing, I guess. Out here vibing. Out here vibing on a Thursday afternoon, yeah. Um, and my favorite question, one fun fact about yourself. You do not have to answer that. <laughs> that, is, that is bullying. Fun fact right, okay, I'll think about it while Spiros is answering. Okay, perfect. Oh, well, there we go. Spoiler. Oh, spoiler no. alert. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Um, I'm Spiros Litras. I'm a PhD candidate um, here at the CBR. Um, I do a lot on evolution of viruses and how things just change through time. My pronouns are he, him, um, and yeah, I'm also vibing. <laughs> <laughs> we got vibes. Is that, yeah. We're vibing. We have a fun fact. I mean, you should go first. I... You do not, that was a joke. You do <laughs> no. not have to answer that. I played the flute in an orchestra and then cried really loudly during the Broadway version of The Lion King. Next to my crush, it was the most humiliating experience of my life. Why would you bring that energy? <laughs> anyway, I don't like, obviously, you can talk about this afterwards, but. Um, I, I need to talk about it with someone afterwards. Don't cry I mean. about that. Please don't cry in the middle of this uh, recording, please. Did, 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 have you cried at any inappropriate times and places? I was just going to say my favorite color is purple. <laughs> sure. Oh, my, my favorite color is also purple. Purple so is a, purple's a very. Yay! We love that. Um, okay, so. <laughs> That side, uh, not to diminish your trauma, Emma. Emma, Anna. The actual um, feral energy already. <laughs> but okay, so another piece of content that we've produced for this month is we read through some profiles of some LGBTQIA plus uh, virologists and microbiologists from history, um, and we basically read their story, what they researched and a little bit about their personal life and how their personal life sometimes intersected with the world of science. Um, and that's another piece of content that will be available on the website somewhere. Um, so go check that out. Um, but what we're gonna do today is, this is sort of contextualized by those videos. So we're just gonna discuss um, the, the people that we've already brought up um, and talk a wee bit more about them. So um, just for context of the audience, if you haven't gone and watched those videos, which is your homework to do now, is to go and watch those <laughs> other videos, um, we discussed Alan Hart, who uh, was a trans-American uh, trans physician and radiologist. Uh, we discussed Sarah Josephine Baker. Oh, and for those who aren't watching but can hear the sound of papers, we have the profiles right now. Uh, Sarah Josephine Baker, uh, who was an American physician, um, who did a lot with um, child welfare and child hygiene. Um, and uh, Bruce Fowler, who was a American biologist researcher in the field of AIDS. Uh, Joseph Sonnabend, who was a South African physician and scientist in the field of AIDS. And Louise Pierce, who was a, an American pathologist. Um, 
So we, the other day, did recordings of their profiles and we had a chat about them uh, and kind of what their stories are and what they got up to. Um, so the first question is kind of obvious, and I think um, when, you're, when you're discussing this is, did you know these people prior to reading these profiles aloud the other day? Or were they new to you? Some you knew, some you didn't? Yeah, I think some, some I knew, some I didn't. Um, I think I knew about um, um, Pierce, Louise Pierce and mm-hmm. her like the group that she was in um a little bit um would that be heterodoxy yeah but more her living situation with the three of them together i think ah, okay. i think i knew about that um from a previous kind of um celebration of lgbtqia plus history um but i've never seen them mentioned outside of that context um okay and, yeah. d- and did you know a lot about their science or was it just um a little bit about their science more about their public health um, okay. Um, uh, work just because I find that area of science quite interesting. You know, the mm-hmm. um, when we didn't know much, but we knew that maybe you should wash your hands. Like how those <laughs> discoveries, how those discoveries disseminated is really interesting personally to me. Um, but yeah, I've not seen them really mentioned outside of celebrating um, queer histories, which is oh, I think it's good, but also interesting. Do you know what I mean? In its own way. As in it's sort of their compliments are almost segregated to yeah. LGBTQIA History Month. Yes. In a way. Yeah, exactly. We like celebrate them in February and then they okay. kind of go. But But yeah. really they saved a bunch of people's eyesight. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They're important. Yeah. Um I'm glad they are celebrated in February, but yeah. Um and then obviously we we know a little bit about the I think we all know a little bit about the discovery of AIDS and, and, mm-hmm. and the the kind of history along with that, but I don't really know many of the names. I know more of the activism than I do the science, Mm -hmm. I think. I think so, and I think that's probably evidenced by the fact that I'm wearing, if you're watching the video, I'm wearing a Keith Haring shirt. Um, But no, again, I think you're right that a few of these names were new to me, and the names that I did know, you hear about them in the context of LGBTQIA plus scientists, not these are really important scientists, and they did some great work and fundamental work, because like you say, it was that time where it was maybe wash your hands <laughs> like, <laughs> please wash your hands we don't really know why but maybe do it like yeah mm. i think um i hear queer people celebrating these scientists but mm. I, I i haven't seen much of dis- much discussion outside of that like scientists the, celebrating the yeah, scientists yeah, yeah, yeah. okay okay yeah um and what about yourself spirits did you know these people i didn't actually know any of the names mm. and to be honest with you um i'm also really horrible with remembering uh, stuff, including names. Um, but, um, it Relatable. Was, uh, it, was, I, I, it, was, it was really nice to be involved in this and kind of find out more about um, these people and, and you know, learn more about um, their kind of personal um, life too. Because especially with um, the AIDS research, I was definitely aware of a lot of that and mm-hmm. a lot of the, the work that um, some of these um, people did, like uh, Bruce Filler. Um, but you know, I think it's really important to celebrate them as people. Mm-hmm. Well, um, on top of the kind of research that they've done, you know, the, the only reason why we're doing um, researchers, LGBTQIA plus researchers, is. Do you want to repeat that one? No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got that right. Sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, the only reason why we're looking at researchers is because we do research as well and mm-hmm. you know mm. if, if we were I don't know architects we would we'll be looking at historical um, you know, pride month architects and, you know. yeah that's a, that's a good point actually yeah um, 
I wanted to say that I'd never come across a trans scientist before. So I was yes. so excited to see trans representation in this because I just, I don't know, with all the current fight at the moment of with mm -hmm. trans rights and in Scotland and all of that stuff, mm -hmm. it's so nice to see a trans person represented this far back in history. Yes. They've always existed. It's almost like it's not a new thing. <laughs> yeah, they've always existed and they've always deserved respect. Um, so it was so nice to read about Alan Hart and, and understand his, um, his journey and, and his work. And what was lovely, I think, about the Alan Hart story for me is that it was... Obviously, there was him and his relationship with, with Inez to begin with. Mm. That didn't go so smooth. But then to find out that him and Edna found happiness and he had a happy life. You know, he even there's that quote in it that, that I should find so I don't misquote him. Yeah, it's here. Um, but it says, for years I'd been unhappy with all the inclinations and desires of the boy I had to restrain myself to the more conventional ways of the other sex. I have been happier since I made this change than I ever have in my life. And I think for, for me personally, what was so impactful about hearing that and hearing that in his own words was there is happiness mm. for trans, like, you know, trans happiness and trans joy is so, like, incredible to just let someone live themselves as themselves and be, and, you know, exactly. do all that. Um, we're, we're still fighting the fight, it feels, and, yeah. and Alan was out here doing it in the 40s. <laughs> Alan was Absolute out revolutionary queen. Um, but, yeah, he, reading about his story really filled me with hope and, and joy, yeah. so it was really, really nice to experience it. And this is this is the, the people we should be kind of celebrating the most, just because they're not as well represented in the general population. Mm. Just don't yeah. have as many chances to to meet the trans person and kind of artwork or in a, in a, mm -hmm. just anywhere. So it, it's really important to raise awareness and kind of celebrate um, these people, just simply because um, you know it. it the concept of trans identity fades into the background in mm -hmm. kind of daily life of the average mm -hmm. person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's important, again, to go back to the point that you were making in that context is that trans people are here. They've yeah. always been here, yeah, and they've yeah, been yeah. here. They're, they're scientists, they're your doctors, they're your uh, train drivers, they're, yeah. uh, they're your... Uh, fast food workers like I'm just yeah. the, the, you know they're here and we should know their stories yeah. and we should let them do what they're gonna do because they're me as doing well, great things like it was very like Alan Hart was a revolutionary we know this but mm -hmm. he was just living his normal life like yeah. he he was revolutionary because he was just trying to be happy and yeah. live his life and you know, he made all these amazing discoveries on the side and saved so many lives. And mm -hmm. TB, like, it's making a huge resurgence. So <laughs> in the early 20th century, he was fighting the good fight. Um, but he was just trying to live. And he had his, his wife and he was chased out of his town and stuff. And, and he was just trying to, to live a happy life. And, and I'm glad that he, he eventually found it yeah. um, and success. And yes. he was a fiction novelist. He <laughs> fully boy was out here doing side quests. <laughs> like, he was fully like, what more can I do? The boy had side jobs on side jobs. Good on for side... him. Really oh my god, pioneer one. of hustle culture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what were you going to say? I, I really want to read one of those novels now. I, I really feel like we should as well because like they they talk about societal um, social issues within the medical field at the yeah. time. So I think it'd be fun to watch uh, to read them. Sorry, to almost like get a snapshot. 
yeah. for what was considered like a social issue within the medical field at that time, mm. because they must be so different to what they are, or, or, or they're, they're either going to be very different or so similar yeah. to what they are now. Yeah, yeah, and, and, you know, yeah. and scary, yeah, scarily similar. Yeah, <laughs> which I'm like, oh, God, <laughs> we've, not, we've not progressed. Freaking out, but I think it's time to to make a book club. I think it's time to make a book club. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's um, do this. Well, thank you for sharing that kind of we've covered over like sort of the next part of the the sort of discussion I had, which was uh, looking at what stood out most about their stories and why do you think that stood out to you? So I think we've talked about the the Alan Hart story. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other story that I think really personally to me as a researcher stood out was um, Joseph Sonabin's Sonabin's mm. um, story where he uh, long story short, he he well-studied man he ended up becoming basically the world's uh, the world's first aids doctor essentially mm-hmm. and he would provide health care to people who are suffering um from hiv aids and he was a doctor he wouldn't charge them if they didn't have um medical care medical aid or whatever it is but one thing that i found as a researcher that was really interesting is he was so closely related to the subject and you know the world's first aids doctor all that kind of stuff and even he thought that there was a multifactorial cause of aids so he initially didn't think that it was HIV that was the causative agent of AIDS. Mm. And I think as a researcher, that's, he changed his mind later on in his life. But as a researcher, being able to evolve your thinking mm. and, and being able to move on from the ideas that you might have that you hold close to you, because we've all got our favorite hypotheses. Mm. <laughs> we've all got our favorite like ideas that sometimes just aren't the case. And I think for me, when we talk about um, LGBTQIA plus in the context of research and STEM and science, that's a really fundamental thing of like even these people who look up to his icons and um, you know great researchers, great scientists can still. Mm, I think yeah, sorry, be I wrong. D- sorry. No, 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 no. I just I was just trying to round out that idea, and because I, I think sometimes you get too cl- attached to an idea, and it can be detrimental to you actually yeah. thinking of other things. And obviously, he did great work, and I'm not saying this to be like you know oh, he got it wrong it's more like a, it's incredible that he got it wrong but was still this great person yeah and it shows the value of i think the space to be wrong yeah. is so important so so important and it's it's really easy when discussing um you know underrepresented people in stem that they're held to this like unattainable you are you had all the you i can't like you could never be wrong and mm-hmm that's just not how science is everyone is wrong everyone has to revise mm-hmm. their hypotheses and yeah. I think um, you know especially in the field that Joseph was in like the public health and the backlash that comes with that mm-hmm. um, you know his his suggestions that safe sex would be important for preventing AIDS I being not that he was wrong in that but being wrong and being controversial is part of being a scientist and I feel like there's not enough space you know we were talking there's not enough space for trans joy there's not enough space for queer joy Mm -hmm. there's also not enough space for um, queer people being human yeah and I I really really enjoyed reading Joseph's story and and delving a little bit more into that you know we all knew Amphar and and stuff but Mm -hmm. The, the struggle that came with it, I think, mm-hmm. was really important part of his story. And I, and I think what you've just hit on there is, is, in what you've explained more eloquently than what I was trying to do, is what's that thing of, like, the, the golden minority? Yeah, yeah, you have to be perfect, perfect in to order get to half represent. the respect. Yeah, exactly. You know, of your straight cis mm. counterparts. Um, and I think that was what was refreshing about his story, is that he fully was like, no, I think this, and then, you know, changed his mind. and was like, actually, that was wrong. Mm. Um, 
And I think that, you know, again, highlights, as you say, there's space for minority mistakes or, mm, <laughs> there, yeah. you know, there's queer joy, trans joy. There's also queer mess ups and, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, queer. Quite a few of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> some more than others. If you go by my research, yeah, quite <laughs> right. a number. But, um, we, but that's what stood out to me as a researcher. We have to refine our hypotheses. That's the entire point of science. And, and I'm glad that um, Joseph, you know, in Joseph's story, we, we represented that a little bit. Yeah, because I think that's important. Anything that stood out to yourself, Spiros? Yeah, I mean, kind of the one thing I, I wanted to point out is that kind of we're, we're celebrating him because kind of that this thing that, you know, everyone like you know queer people are human and, and any other kind of marginalized people are are, are human so we, you know there's always going to be mistakes and and even in science that's like 90 <laughs> percent of, of what they yeah. do is, is wrong hypotheses and, and wrong mistakes but the other thing that he did was saving thousands and thousands yeah. of people and um, from these this uh, well disease that you know, when when he started treating people, no one really knew yeah. um, what it was. And um, so, yeah, I just wanted to point out that this this person really contributed to um, saving people from, mm-hmm. from a disease that um, kind of massively disproportionately impacted the um, kind of the, the queer community at mm-hmm. the time. And um, so, yeah, and, and and the other thing that that stood out was that he he was promoting, uh, like Anna said, kind of safe sex um, mm. and things that are the, the some of the key ways to stop HIV transmission mm-hmm. right now as well. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. He was a yeah. he was a pioneer and, and it's so like bra- I know we talk about bravery a lot for mm-hmm. the queer community, but it is brave. This disease was a death sentence mm-hmm. and Joseph Sonnabend was in amongst his patients and treating them and and it said that he was on call and at their deathbeds and stuff and mm-hmm. just the the moral strength to to see a disease decimate your community and keep going is um, yeah. something that that we're lucky that we've not really had to face in that at yeah. that scale but I think that's a, that's a, that's a lovely um, time to move on to our uh, next question which is, um, do either of you know any other LGBTQIA plus scientists that you'd like to tell us about? Yeah, um, yeah, actually. So my, my supervisor, Ed, sent me an article um, about Ben Barris. Ben Bar- Ben B-A-R-R-E-S. So really if that's Bars or Barris, I'm not 100% too sure. Absolute legend i was reading through his like obituary article and i was just blown away by the strength um this was a prominent trans uh, scientist in the neurobiology um field prominent in america and um transitioned and talked a lot about the experience they had as a scientist pre and post transition and mm. the differences and in, in how they um he was treated um, and again, I was just struck by how he was just living his normal life. <laughs> he was just trying to be happy. And yeah. it was so revolutionary for the time. Uh, I was so, so, I was just like moved reading the story. So, yeah. It is hopefully an, we can put links somewhere. And, and Hopefully. And you can, somewhere there will be a link. Well, if will, I have to yeah. distribute it myself, <laughs> flyers. <laughs> um, I was just so touched by it. It was amazing. Uh, on that note, did you read the quote that Ed picked out from the article? Um, it's incredible. 
to, I'll, I'll, I'll quickly read it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so this is a quote from Ben Bars, I'm going to go with, mm. um, from his Wikipedia. Um, and Ben says, I lived life on my terms. I wanted to switch genders, and I did. I wanted to be a scientist, and I did. I wanted to study uh, glia, and I did. I stood up for what I believed in, and I like to think I made an impact, or at least opened the door for the impact to occur. I have zero regrets, and I'm ready to die. I've truly had a great life. What icon? Icon, what an icon. legend star. I can't. Like, to be so powerful in the field and mm -hmm. in your personal life is just amazing. I was so happy reading this article. I was like, yes, I want to share this everywhere. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I was so, so happy with that. So yeah. that's another name to add to the list. Yeah, ben yeah, yeah we absolutely. will link it so somewhere. There will be like go There'll and be something. Go and check it out. Celebrate trans scientists. <laughs> <laughs> everyone. Yes, everyone. <laughs> uh, but the, you know, there'll be links or, or, or something somewhere. Uh, what about yourself, Spiros? Anyone comes I to mean, mind? I, I I'm definitely unprepared. For it. <laughs> <laughs> as I, this is meant to be a test. Don't <laughs> worry. <it's> just... <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, that's definitely. I think I'd like to think that. Well. It might just be me, but I'd like to think that most um, even uh, queer people are not, um, even queer people working on scientific research are not aware um, of a lot of um, scientists. So this is um, really an eye-opening experience kind of mm -hmm. learning about all these people um, and, and really interesting discussing um, everything about them. Um, no, and I'll put my hand up and say that the only other queer scientist that comes to the, you know my mind at the top of my head is Alan Turing, mm. which yeah. you know he's just a very famous like British scientist in general yeah. because of yeah. his you know role in World War Two. I knew that one. <laughs> <laughs> the, the other thing I wanted to say though that like in history, queer people were told to live quietly. They yeah. were told to keep it to themselves. And and when we read the uh, profiles, like Sarah and Louise, they were they destroyed their documents before their death yep. because yeah. they were just told to keep it to themselves. And I yeah. think I'm hoping that there's a shift now where instead of being like silent because you have to, people are being like not, if, if people aren't open, it's because they're normal. Like they're just living their life yeah. and they, yeah, they, yeah, don't, yeah. they don't feel the need to express their queerness. Open. Does that make sense? Like, it's, it's so normal. Is, it, but I, I guess what you're trying to say is there's sort of like the reactionary thing of what happens when you just come out and you just want to be the queerest version of yourself <laughs> yeah. ever yeah. because I, you've spent so long in the, the closet and then you're just like, right, I'm going to, you know, <laughs> Vogue in the living room and put RuPaul on as loud as possible can. And, da, 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 da. and then eventually that sort of balances out slightly with who, what, what your baseline personality that's actually is. That's what I mean, like people, people, aren't, people aren't, maybe, I don't know, but people maybe aren't shouting about it on Twitter as much as they used to because like them and their husband or them and their wife, or them and their partner, whether that is not that different from everyone else. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I, get I don't know. <laughs> I don't know whether I'm expressing myself in any way, shape, or form. No, but I do understand. It's 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 kind of it's not assimilation, but it's almost become assimilated in a way where you don't have to mm. express it as explicitly. Yeah, exactly. As but you know. It, what it might have done exactly 10, and i'm not ago. saying that we don't need pride and we don't need these history months of course we do and like we've all learned from this process mm -hmm. um but yeah i i think the shift from oppression to celebration has been yes. so important and i've really enjoyed this process because of that 
And is it like so? Queer culture always existed, mm-hmm. and you know, if if you deep dig into um, dig dig deep into history, <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> but, um, you, you'll probably find examples of um, queer culture and, and mm-hmm. queer communities like throughout probably human oh, 100%, history. Oh, hundred percent, hundred Because we've always about... been here. <laughs> <laughs> and we horror. will always be here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, carry um, on. I was gonna say that it's more about. Um, including this um queer culture and uh, and things that the queer community is part of into just just the overall human um culture mm-hmm. um, human of, yeah. of each time and i think that's that's what happens now yeah. mm-hmm. um, and that uh, that's that's my understanding of what you were saying Anna, um, regarding kind of less um, it, it essentially feels less extraordinary because yeah, 100%. Um, it's it's a similar because you know queer people are open about it um, and it you know it just becomes um, normal yeah, yeah it becomes normal. like, like yeah. you said controversial words no 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are normal <laughs> I mean this no, is the no. new normal they warned you about <laughs> no you're not convincing enough <laughs> no like the like queer people your bus drivers your yeah yeah, food, yeah yeah like we've always been here we will always be here but now we can be much more open about it. And I'm hoping that, you know, the five people that we talked about and the other queer people that were were queer and and wanted to be proud of it back when they absolutely could not be Mm -hmm. for fear of actual violence. I mean, not that violence isn't... I know know what you mean, like more normalized violence. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like when it was so, so dangerous. I'm hoping that they're looking down on us now and they're like, Whoa, go queen! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, you they're like, hope yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, you live your life. Like, you'd hope um, so. I hope they're proud of how far we've come, and that's how I felt reading these. Um, these well, that stories. actually leads on interestingly into our next question. Are you it really into does, the questions? The <laughs> I'm, I'm not. You I'm not really, You should do this more often. You're very good at it. So, literally, the next question is: Why, in your opinion, should we still be discussing these people and their stories, and what can they sort of say to us? today um so i think that very much carries on from what you were saying in that you do hope that the next generation has it a bit easier and you can always look down on the next generation and say go queen you are doing your thing and part of the work that people before us have done have enabled us to be out in research and be celebratory in research and have pride in research um like lgbtqia plus stem day wouldn't exist without these queer folk in STEM who have come before us. Um, so, yeah, so so why do you think we should still be discussing these people and in their lives? I think that, you know, they're, it's interesting because they're extraordinary people, mm-hmm. but they lived extraordinarily uh, hard. You know, they... they 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 did extraordinary things in their science and their research, but they also had to grapple with this kind of like oppression and, and, mm-hmm. and coming to terms with their own identities. So it's amazing to put their work in context of yeah. their personal life. Um, I think that's really important, like understanding that, you know, Sarah Josephine Baker did all the amazing work that she did is because she was living with women and she was living in her relationship and she she was living her authentic self and I, mm-hmm. I, I that's all part of her story so erasing 
one half of it doesn't make any sense you know yeah so about understanding that and understanding where we come from and like you said like the the celebrations that led to where we are now where we can celebrate queer history month and vogue in the labs and <laughs> <laughs> where and where in the office space and <laughs> in the office space <laughs> or um or where like rainbow lanyards like yeah, can yeah you 100%. Imagine? i just just something as simple as that is actually mm. and putting know. it back into context and like um you know that these things that we take absolutely for granted mm-hmm. and back then you know the, the these were the people that did mm-hmm. the hardest hardest work mm-hmm. and we've still got work to do yeah. we do and i was i was gonna mention you know at the start i mentioned that i'd be interested in reading alan hart's um little novels mm-hmm. and and we said oh there might be different there might be kind of the, the social experiences mm-hmm. of a hundred years ago now and mm-hmm. um, would be very different or very similar yeah and i thought about it for the past well, 20 minutes that we've been <laughs> and they're, they're probably very similar to what probably. people experience now so i think that's part of essentially seeing the personal experience of mm. um kind of queer people in science from years ago and mm-hmm. um, really kind of validates the personal experiences of people now mm-hmm. and i think that's that's the one of the most important reasons why we were reading all these things mm-hmm. right now and doing this podcast and, and all that and um, to let people validate themselves through the 100%. stories of of, of these scientists mm-hmm. no that's a that's a really good point that you know we do have a somewhat shared experience with these people uh like being queer instantly gets you access to a club that you know only other queer people have access to and that's a a lived experience that you know uh straight cis people just don't have so it is really interesting as you say to read these stories and be like well that's relatable to me um it's relatable to me that they were you know this lgbtqia person who's good about doing their great work but also doing it whilst having a lifestyle that's comparable to mine or uh, being in a relationship that's comparable to mine and they made it work and I can make it work too. And it is, you know, inspirational in a way that, you know, reading about another scientist who happens to be heterosexual or cis or whatever it might be may not have the same impact. Right. And, and, and that's the thing that a lot of um, the, well, a lot of LGBTQIA plus people um, do not, see those experiences in their kind of either just um, say family environment or mm-hmm. working environment um, and and that's why because there's less cases of of of, kind of these people in in your social environment that's, that's cases is such an interesting yeah, word you've yeah. chosen that why we didn't there's really less cases of lgbtqia <laughs> plus people no like hmm. case studies. Yes. Yeah. Case no, I, 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 mean, I think he meant there's less just queer people yeah. <laughs> in your local yeah. environment. Trying to make long sentences. The concentration here. of <laughs> queer people in this local environment is yeah. really loud. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm the CBR. We're everywhere. Oh, I need to write a bunch of paper discussions after this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Prepping myself. Um, but yeah, it's it's the contact with other queer people is less frequent than with yeah. um, see straight people. That's why I'm in. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And. And that's why sometimes, and and these experiences might also be less um, kind of well communicated mm-hmm. because it's still it can still be taboo to talk about those um, experiences. 
And reading um, the stories of these people um, kind of tells queer people today that these things were happening 100 years ago. It links us to our history, and I I think that's just really, really, really important and reminds us of where those kind of um, ground roots Grassroots, ground roots, grassroots, grassroots. Yeah, either one. Either which one. Grassroots. Pick your flavor. <laughs> favorite. Pick your favorite. <laughs> We're doing great here. It is currently half past five on a Thursday afternoon, and we are thriving. We're thriving. Um, no grassroots. Um, uh, oh God, organizations came mm-hmm. from like Amfar and stuff, and and, mm. and linking science and people's um, professional career in STEM to activism. I think you can't have one without the other and this yeah. is this is activism from the science side and something like Amphar is activism no science from the activism side. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um so yeah, I I I loved reading about these stories and I think it's so important. Uh great. No, and it is so important. It really is so important. Um but one thing and this this isn't really um a comment sheet. Uh sorry, this isn't really on my question sheet, but it's a comment that I wanted to make that is these people are obviously exceptional scientists and are, they, they've done exceptional work, but shout out to every other LGBTQIA person who is out here living a normal life and they were just doing what they were doing Monday through Friday and then having their weekend off to chill out and do I, whatever. I wanted to talk about this. Like, the, these are exceptional people. Yeah. They're exceptional for more than one reason, mm-hmm. but n- normal, you know, queer joy, queer stories is so important as well. Um, and that's why I think it's amazing now that people feel a lot more confident yes. coming out at work yes. and um, being open about their sexuality just in normal life. Just like, hi, you're working with a big old queer. <laughs> it's not. It's not like. It's not like a big. Thing. it's just like hey yeah i'm going like do you want to come to dinner with me and my wife and it's just mm-hmm. normal it's just normal and yeah. it's it's so so good it's so amazing but i just wanted to take a minute to shout them all out shout out yeah, the mediocre shout out, shout lgbtqia <laughs> plus people like me um, <laughs> and these people were exceptional but you see from their stories that their their lives were normal they, they were facing mm-hmm. real mm. queer kind of daily problems that yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were also in, in gay panic the gay panic, Aren't the, gay panic <laughs> the gays have always been here the gay panic has been here long before us and will be here long after it's us it's like all. the entropy of the universe <laughs> it really is oh my god the what uni- if that is what oh entropy is oh my god is? the universe is held together by gay panic the universe oh is an god. astrophysicist <laughs> <laughs> I do biophysics sometimes right? I've heard the word entropy in a paper at least twice um Okay, well, so that sort of, uh, weirdly, it does sort of bring us into uh, the <laughs> next section, um, because we're, we're going more general now, so not just mm. these scientists that we discussed, not just whatever, um, their stories, but why to you guys is LGBTQIA plus History Month in general important? And I think that does relate back to what we were just talking about, about, like, it's important to reflect on the lives that people have had that have made our lives easier mm. in terms of people who were doing the, you know, putting up the good fight and, and activists and all the rest of it. I also think that the people that have come before us who were open, who were out, were changing the minds of the people around them simply by being themselves. And that is commendable. They might not have been on the picket line. They might not have had the, um, you know, been 
taking it to legal reforms and, and, and doing great mm-hmm. science and whatever, but you know, just by being someone's friend, yeah. they might have changed one person's mind down the pub and then, you know, whatever. Definitely. Um, so that, to me, personally, is why LGBTQIA plus month is important, um, that we do look back on these stories and we, we, we are sort of, we, we go there for inspiration, we go there with gratitude, we, we look at these people's lives yeah. for relatability and say, well, that's similar to me and they've done it, so I can do it. Um, and that's kind of my yeah. spiel on the whole thing, but what, what, what do you guys think? I have a very kind of, I don't want to take over and make it about me but I have a, I have a kind of <laughs> <laughs> I have no a make, ca- it you, <laughs> make it about you it's fine I have a very um, like kind of personal story I guess so um, yeah the, the recognising the pioneers that came before us means that I was comfortable being out at work mm-hmm. and recently I was at a um, trans rights rally in Glasgow and I got kind of semi it wasn't that dramatic but I was semi doxxed right a turf and um they i felt like they had no power i'm out at work i'm out of my family i'm out mm-hmm. with my friends like who are you gonna tell <laughs> who are you gonna tell that's gonna wreck my life like i'm not gonna be fired for being gay so it's fine Do you, does that make sense? that 100 makes sense but also off mic <laughs> let's have a discussion about that it's, um, it's, it's fine <laughs> it's fine they can't do anything it's fine okay but i yeah it, i just being out at work means that you can be open with your friends and your family and every, everything. It's, it takes all the power away from people that would ruin your life for this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just magical to live in a world where that's not a worry for me. I'm mm-hmm. fine. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'll yeah. be fine and I'll continue to be fine. And, and if the world feels a lot safer for that. So I thank the pioneers that came before us that suffered. God bless them. God bless their hearts because I can be safe and me and my friends can be safe. It's not Sorry. How would you like <laughs> to take, follow that up? Yeah. Yeah. I took the mood down significantly. But yeah. No, no, I, I want to make it very clear. That is incredible. And that is amazing that you feel safer for, for, for that. And and it's not to, to say that you've taken the mood down because you absolutely haven't. That is a, 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 Incre- I nearly swore there. That is an incredible <laughs> story. Uh, it's just hard, a, to, hard to follow that up. No, it's fine. So I was like, has the hard I was job like, to tell my boss, <laughs> tell the institute, whatever. What are they going to do? Like, nothing. Nothing's going to happen. Congrats. Send you an email saying, hi, gay, would you like to do a podcast? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. exactly. What exactly. I did. What they- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> If people know I'm gay, they're just going to volunteer me for things. (laughs) And that's why we're doing this now. (laughs) God forbid. Yeah, exactly. Um, For you, Spiros, Mm -hmm. as a member, what does it mean to you? Yeah, and I think what Anna mentioned is really important. I don't have any personal stories to share. (laughs) Okay, Um, sure. But (laughs) Pride Month is, both Pride History Month is um, both... Um, important for kind of self-awareness and self-validation of mm-hmm. people, but also like actual safety. Um, yeah. Because you know, just like I just said, it and like well, physical safety, job security, yep. everything. Essentially, um, every um, person having mm-hmm. equal rights. That's quite quite a cliche comment, right? Yeah, yeah but, um, but it's cliche but, for a reason. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think even just having a, an LGBTQIA plus flag raised at the main campus of the university, that just 
Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Central Uni. Um, <laughs> that just, you know, it, it lifts up my mood because it, yeah. it yeah. makes me feel valid in the the university community. Yeah, hundred percent. And it you breathe a sigh of relief because see when it's open and it's uh, it's out there and the flags being flown and there's rainbows everywhere and you're having a great time. <sighs> you just know that, oh, that part of my guard can go down. Mm. Like, because I don't know about you, but I, I'm very proud. I don't think I could hide the fact that I'm gay if I tried. Um, but you do walk around slightly guarded yeah. until you see like a rainbow flag or until you see something, because you're like, I, mm, it's less and less as I've gotten older, but yeah. there is still some people out there who, you know, can be a bit, it can be uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, and and you're just still, like, Ugh. There's still street harassment. And yeah. The, like, even in Glasgow, like, even, yeah. you yeah, know, yeah, 2023, yeah. you know, the people live in fear still, but because it's getting more and more and more normalized. Yeah. I have hope. I have so much hope. And mm-hmm. reading these stories gave me hope. And that's the most powerful thing that it can give us, I think. Oh, 10 million percent. Yeah, it's 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 so nice. And, and reading, as I said, I keep saying, but Alan really hit me. Yeah. <laughs> Alan's really Alan! out here doing his side quest. <laughs> and just making everyone happy. Filling me with trans joy. I was just like, yes, you do it. What an absolute icon. Icon legend. We do need to, right, we will be back here in a week <laughs> to update you on one of Alan's books. Um, that is a promise I'm making to camera. Yeah. To camera. Um, we have cameras now, so we'll do an audiobook reading. <gasps> oh my god. Right, oh my right, god. We'll discuss you don't this need a camera for an audiobook. <laughs> what did I say, camera? Yeah, I you meant totally microphone. Did. Oh no. Okay. I fully went along with that as well. I am technologically inept, but we, we will. I am inept. Just. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to the to the normal queer folks, shout guys. out to the mediocre lgbtqia plus community me my community <laughs> we have three brain cells and we're thriving <laughs> and three microphones <laughs> and we're here to tell you about it uh okay this genuinely this has been i think a conversation full of lgbtqia plus joy and it's been great and it's been wonderful and i think we've we've said some insightful stuff maybe hopefully you be the judge of that, yes. And some dog um, stuff. And but, some I mean, definitely not insightful stuff. Stephen <laughs> got us to talk about this, so. Yeah. <laughs> so this is just a little bit of fun. Ooh. It's not um, anything serious, but lastly, we've, we, so we've spent all, all day talking about these pioneers from history and what they've been remembered for and, and, and all that great stuff. Um, so if you could be remembered for one thing, what would it be and why? Now, I'm going to give you a little bit of time to think while I tell you mine. Mine would be my jazzy shirt collection. <laughs> Now, I am wearing my Keith Haring shirt today. <laughs> However, if you watch the other video, um, you'll see that I'm wearing a jazzy floral shirt uh, that I got from, I believe it was St. Thomas yeah. in the Caribbean. Um, and I have a large collection of jazzy shirts. In fact, the second TikTok ever made, which absolutely banged with over a thousand views, uh, <laughs> is, is exclusively... This is not self-promotion era. <laughs> well, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not telling them where to find it. You have to search for that can yourself. Can I self-promote after this? <laughs> you absolutely can. Um, I don't want people to see the two chaotic TikToks I have. Um, so I would say my jazzy shirts because I think they're fun. I think they are um, jazzy. And I think they suit me. And I think they do well for my body. And they make me look good. And they make me look cool. And they are a front for a personality that I'm clearly not lacking. So I, I have a very jazzy jeans collection. However, they never get shown on camera. But you'll just have to experience them in person. Are you wearing them now? I'm, I'm wearing a pair of... They're no, not, stand up. They're, no, but they're not. <laughs> I need the full collection. It's fine. That's not my thing. So I can't death drop. 
But when I learn, it's going to be spectacular. So that's what I want to be learned. <laughs> you want to be remembered for a skill that you do not have yet. I don't have it yet. But okay. it, will, it will be amazing once I manage to work out how okay. to do it without breaking my right. neck. So next week, we're going to come back to you with uh, <laughs> an audio book, but visual recording of Alan Hart's, one of his novels. Uh, I'll be wearing more of my jazzy shirts. I'll bring the collection. You bring your jeans. And then Anna's going to death drop. Sierra, <laughs> what are you bringing to next the, week's recording? The, the best sequel. Since. I used to be able to do a death drop. Um, <laughs> you haven't seen me when yes, I was yes, I have. 21 entering this building. Um, <laughs> it was beautiful. I am not 21 anymore. Do you remember when you bought your heels? And then Mama. You, bought, you bought your thigh high. That didn't death happen dropped. at work, though. You you probably imagine this. You've definitely. Imagined it was at the this. Phoenix Bar. I remember. <laughs> okay, everyone, log in next week because we're gonna have Alan Hart stories. Uh, I'm gonna be wearing my jazzy shirts. Anna's gonna have her jeans and attempt a death drop, and Spears is gonna come in drag and do a death drop. I think is what we've. You can find links to everything on Stephen's Tumblr. <laughs> Stop mentioning my Tumblr. Um, it's my favourite thing I got. I absolutely love the fact that you have a Dumbledore you troll. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what would you like to be remembered for? We didn't actually get an answer out of uh, um, we just I, I don't have anything fun to say. I'll, well, I'll just say, I'll just say, mm, maybe making like people happy and, and fluffy. And, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I'm, I'm having a great time with this podcast. Oh. Well, on that note, uh, I think we'll we'll wrap that up for today because that is uh, too saccharine to continue. Yeah, I'm. We're gonna go cry. Uh, I'm gonna make yeah because I was so sweet. Like happy cry. Like happy oh, tears. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say we're not crying today. Today's no, no, no. A, just happy tears joy. over how happy Spiros makes everyone. Oh. Um, and then you're gonna death drop, and okay. I probably should actually go get my experiments done. Not my imminent death. <laughs> <laughs> not my in- imminent. Drop. My spine cracks, you never see me again. <laughs> yeah, if Anna's not appearing on next week's sequel, you know why. Um, I died doing what I loved. <laughs> so, you will be remembered for it. <laughs> it will be iconic. It will, it will be. Um, so just to wrap up, I want to say thank you very much to everyone who listened to, watched, who engaged with this content in any way, shape or form. Uh, thank you so much. And I would also like to say thank you to my two lovely guests here today. Uh, we have, again, an alphabetical order, Anna Sims and Spiros Lutras. Um, and you can be found at, what's your Twitter? Oh, Anna Sims Bio. B-I-O-L. Perfect. And your Twitter? At Spiros Lutras. Perfect. And uh, my name is Stephen Devlin, and I can't remember what my Twitter handle in is. So someone put that in editing. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't use Twitter. Don't follow me on it. It's pointless. Follow um, me on Tumblr. Follow me on Tumblr. I'm very much more active on there. Um, no, that's been perfect. Thank you so much, guys. Um, we're off to go down, uh, do other things, and maybe you'll catch us next week. So thanks for watching, everyone. Catch you later. Bye. Bye.